Shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. This is where home solutions live. We're here to help you out. Hey, are you taking a stay-at-home vacation this summer? Why not take time to invest some time and money into the one investment that is most likely to actually pay off? We're talking about your house, and we've got your staycation solutions this hour, including tips on how to make your lawn resort-ready. And also ahead, we're going to tell you how your programmable thermostat, you know, the one that saved you money all winter long, how it can actually help cut your cooling costs as well with just one simple adjustment. Now that's coming up. And speaking of the long, cold winter that's just passed, you might be still smelling a bit of musty odor in some spots in your house. Very common problem as spring turns to summer. So in just a few minutes, we're going to teach you what causes that musty smell and how to get rid of it once and for all. And also this hour, we are giving away a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. Now, this is a great reference book. It's one that you want to keep on hand for all of your DIY questions that may cross your mind or may crush your workbench. <laughs> so let's get to it. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Anne in Connecticut, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Hi, we put in a pearl hot tub, oh, probably a couple years ago when we were building our house, and unfortunately, when I did the painting, I missed some spackles of paint on the tub itself. It's navy blue, and I got most of it, but I've got little tiny specks um, that have been on there now for quite a while. Is there any way to get them off? And this is a fiberglass hot tub? Yes. What about, have you tried using a rubbing compound? Like very, very delicately, you know, don't be too aggressive with it. If you just carefully take a little bit of the rubbing compound on a damp cloth and then just sort of in a circular motion, quickly go over the paint area, it should lift it right off. Then you can go ahead and wax that area. Okay. Well, so is a rubbing compound for like an auto or is there a special thing that I should look for? The kind of rubbing compound that you use for your car, it's available at, at uh, you know, Pep Boys and other auto parts stores and places like that. Fabulous. Well, I'll give it a try. Thanks. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Cleaning's on the agenda for Eugene and Michigan. How can we help you with that project? I have a furnace that has been standing for a while and ductwork. And uh, the ductwork is kind of dirty inside. I would like to know is there a way I can clean it myself? Well, duct cleaning requires some specialized uh, tools to get deep inside the ductwork and clean it. Uh, a better option for you may be to skip the ductwork cleaning, and when you're ready, have an electronic air cleaner installed into the HVAC system. This is going to give you a very, very efficient filtering system that will stop the ducts from getting dirtier, and it will also collect any dust that's in there now that's blowing around. You'll find that if you put a good quality electronic air cleaner in there, you're going to breathe a lot easier in the house. Okay. What kind of filter do you have right now, Eugene? It's a uh, medium. One of those fiberglass filters? Yes. We call those pebble stops because that's about all that they'll stop. Mm -hmm. 
you need a much more efficient filter system if you want to get rid of that dust. Uh-huh. Let me recommend a website, AprilAir.com. There's a unit there that I think it's called the Model 5000 Electronic Air Cleaner, and that's the one I put in my house, and it made a big difference for us. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Eugene. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Well, we are almost at the final countdown to the big Memorial Day weekend. If you need a hand getting your Money Pit in tip-top shape for the summer, give us a call 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, your staycation solutions for a lovely, lush landscape yard that will make you feel like you're on a tropical vacation. That's coming up after this. You're in a Money Pit. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement or home repair question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. And if you get on the air with us this hour, you could win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, your guide to every home improvement adventure, chock-a-block full of the same information you hear on the show every single week. And going on right now at moneypit.com, we're actually giving away a free chapter of the book available as an electronic download. It's everything you need to know about replacing the windows in your house that's available for free this weekend at moneypit.com. All right, well, pick up the phone and give us a call, especially if you are thinking about how to get your home in tip-top shape for perhaps this staycation that you might be taking this summer, you know, where you're sticking around at home, saving some bucks by not traveling far, but definitely making your home super vacation ready. So we're going to give you some tips on lawn care right now. And, you know, a nice manicured lawn, it does go a long, long way in creating a resort-like atmosphere in your own backyard. So to get it that way, you want to make sure that you trim overgrowth around any decking posts or fences, and also edge your lawn. That's going to give it a nice, finished, and manicured look. Speaking of which, there's a great new power tool on the market right now that will make the job a whole lot easier. It's a trimmer-edger combo from Works GT. It's got a lithium-ion battery, so it's really lightweight. It adjusts to any height, and it's really powerful. It's also got a self-adjusting trimmer string, so no bumping on the ground to get that right length. The best part, you'll get free replacement spools for life, so you never actually have to buy the spools for this thing. It's a great tool. It's out uh, just about right now. If you'd like some information on that product, you can visit freelineforlife.com, 888-666-3974. That number is also free, and we're standing by for your calls. Who's next? Valerie in North Carolina's got a kitchen project. What's going on, and how can we help? Yes, I replaced the kitchen cabinets in my kitchen. It's been over 10 years ago, and I had a freezer in the kitchen, but I've gotten rid of that since then. And now I'm trying to fill that space in with a cabinet that will look okay, and I'm having a hard time matching what I have here. Well, have you thought about not exactly matching and choosing something that's in the same finish but complements it, say, with like a glass front door or something a little bit different that makes it its own special piece? Well, I thought about that. The person that I talked to about the the glass front said the inside would still have to match, and because the color has changed, I'd have a hard time doing that also. What color are your existing cabinets? Um, it's an it's a oak, just like a golden oak color. Is it something where if you got an unfinished cabinet, you'd be able to purchase a stain and stain it on your own to match? I guess that's a possibility. I hadn't really thought that way. 
that's probably the best way to go because this way you'd have control of it. If you got the unfinished oak cabinet, what I would also do is go out and buy a couple of pieces of oak scrap, and then you could, uh-huh. exper- you could, you could experiment with some different stains. Get one that's maybe a little lighter than what you have, one that's a little darker, and come up with one that matches as close to that cabinet as you possibly can get it. If you use an unfinished cabinet, then you have total control over the coloration. I think that's probably the best way to get something that's really close to what you have. And then even if you put it in, it still looks a little bit different. As the sunlight gets to it over the years, you'll find that it gets warmer and warmer, and eventually it's probably going to match perfectly with what you have. Okay, well, that's a good. I hadn't thought of doing that myself. Yeah, in this situation, I think that makes the most sense. Can I ask another question that's related to that? I've got, since that freezer left, I had laminate floors put in. Right. And somebody told me that I was going to have trouble putting something down on top of the laminate if I put a cabinet there. Why would you have trouble putting it on top of the laminate? They said something about it, it kind of floats. The floor should float. This cabinet's going to go on, on top of the existing laminate floor? That's right. I don't see any reason you can't do that, except you're going to, you're going to find that the laminate floor went um, up to a, like against the original cabinets, that you may find that the new cabinet is taller when you put it side by side. Okay. And if that's the situation, you have two options. You can either cut out the laminate and sort of drop the new one in. So that it's at the same height as the others. Or you okay. can cut the, cut the new base cabinet cut a oh, half okay. inch off it or so and make it a bit shorter so that it fits right over that floor. Huh. Okay, well that's a good idea then. I hadn't I wasn't I've come across all kinds of problems and I didn't realize it was going to be so difficult just to put one cabinet in there. Well, we are your problem solvers, Valerie. So thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. <laughs> well, thank you. Neil in New York is about to have the party house. You're building a <laughs> bar, huh? Yeah, it's about time. Twenty-one years in the house, and uh, I finally have my dream bar. You're finally old enough to drink, huh, Neil? I'm old enough to drink. A long time. A long How time. can we help you? Um, my wife and I have been having, uh, you know, con- uh, conversations on how do I finish the top of the bar. She's concerned, you know. My wife's very neat, and she likes everything nice, and she doesn't want me to scratch it or. What did you make you know. the bar out of, Neil? Um, it's plywood. Okay. It's plywood. I did all of the wood. The entire base and, and, and the shelves and everything is finished. I'm about to finish the top. And what I did was I went and I bought a three-quarter, uh, you know, four-by-eight plywood sheet. It's a uh, um, red veneer oak. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just about, I was going to cut it tomorrow night when I got home from work. And uh, I was going to just give it, uh, you know, five coats of the Minwax polyurethane sanding in between coats. I figured four or five coats because when I did... I, I used birch on the bottom of the bar, and uh, I, I stained it uh, red mahogany and then did three coats of the uh, polyurethane, the, the clear polyurethane was standing in between, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like glass. Yeah. Let me give you one more suggestion for the top. Yes, sir. Uh, use a sanding sealer first. A sanding sealer? Yeah, yeah my nub uses that, right. Yeah, put a sanding sealer on it and then mm-hmm. sand it for the first time. Because what happens if you put a sanding sealer on it, it seals in the grain, and it kind of raises it a little bit, and it gets a little rough. Interesting. Okay. And then you sand it down. And this way, when you put the coat of polyurethane it on really it, it really grabs that, it. Well, not only does it grab it, but it doesn't bring those little fibers of the wood up, so you don't have to sand nearly as much. Fantabulous. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now to talk heating with Tom in Texas. What can we do for you today? <clears throat> I'd like to install the radiant floor heating under either ceramic or porcelain. But my question relates to a radiant barrier. It's going to be on a concrete slab, and 
I had read somewhere on the Internet that if I apply that to concrete slab, the heat will radiate down through the cold slab instead of up. So I had read that I need a radiant barrier. What is the best product, or do I even need that? Are you talking about electric radiant heat, or are you talking about making this a hot water radiant heated floor? Electric. Tom, that's a good question. If you're going to put a radiant floor, an electric radiant floor, above a concrete slab, it is important to insulate the slab first. So typically the order would be to put an insulation down first, then to put the radiant panels, and then to, to go with the finished flooring on top of that. Now, whether or not you put a radiant barrier is really up to you. Some insulation products have a radiant barrier integral to the insulation. Others do not. But either is going to isolate the heating unit from the concrete and help throw most of that heat up, which is the goal here is to throw all the heat up into the room. Louise wants to talk flooring. How can we help you? I have an old carpet, and I would like to just dye it, and I've Hmm. heard about that. This is a tan carpet. It's got some stains that cleaning won't get out. I would like to dye it a dark brown or a dark blue. Is uh, Is that pretty cheap? Is it easy to do? How do I do that? All right, Louise. I mean, I've heard it done, and it can be done. It's certainly not going to be inexpensive because the dyes themselves are expensive, and not every kind of carpet can be done. Um, synthetics certainly need to be tested in inconspicuous areas or scraps to make sure that it will even adhere the dye. You read my mind about cleaning it later. Yeah, yes. mm-hmm, absolutely. And, you, you know, wools or wool blends, those will accept the dye really well. You have to make sure that the material itself that your carpet is made from will be willing to take the dye because some it just you know some are so stain resistant it just will beat right off and louise imagine how much work is involved when you go to paint a room how you have to cover everything that you do not want paint to get on well it's much the same preparation when you have pros come in and dye your carpet because that stuff is called dye for a reason. That's right. And if it gets on the places you don't want it, it makes a big stinking mess. There's a lot of specialized equipment involved, and it's a big project. So I guess it's just not worth it, probably. Well, I think you need to I compare mean, it, it against the cost of a new carpet. Right, and that's the thing. Okay. Well, let me give you a website where you can go to get some more information. It's americolor.com, A-M-E-R-I color.com. They sell... Uh, all of the gear there, and uh, they have some homeowner products, too, that you could take a look at and learn a little bit more about this process. Okay, well, I thank you kindly. Have a good day. You're very welcome. Heading to the Great North to talk to Gary in Alaska about some rotting wood. Tell us about the problem at your house. Well, what it is is a little single-story partition on the house where, uh, best I could guess, a 2x10 or 2x12 set into the cement uh, pad, and it sticks out four or five inches into the soil, and it's slowly sinking because it's rotting, mm-hmm. uh, and it's level with the pad, and I can't figure out why it was built that way or how to stop it. So your sense, Gary, is that the wood was actually built on top of the soil? Partially, yeah, but like oversized. What you're going to have to do here is a couple of things. First of all, you have to cure the soil to wood contact, and depending on how your grading is around the house, you need to try to get that lower so that you don't have that contact anymore. The second thing that you really need to do is to open this up. The easiest way to do this might be from the outside, even though it sounds fairly destructive. It's generally easier to take siding off than it is to take flooring out. 
And in doing so, you can examine the condition of the floor joists. If it turns out that the ends of those joists are severely rotted, what you can do is sister those joists. And that refers to a practice where you put a new beam next to the old beam, attach them together, and then the new beam carries the weight of the old beam. It has to go back deep into the house, well over that cantilevered wall by at least two-thirds of the distance that it overhangs the wall. To structurally take that weight. Exactly. And that would be the correct way. I can dig the soil away pretty easy, that part. That would be the hot ticket. If it turns out that it's deeper there than the rest of the yard, then you want to sort of install like a retained area there. It'll look almost like there's a trench against the house, but it's okay as long as once the soil starts, it runs away. Well, this time of year not only brings lovely weather, it brings our winged friends, termites. And Glenn in Arizona is dealing with them right now. Tell us about it. I've got a problem that's been bugging me. All right. We had to cut some oak trees down. They had some disease and such, and I decided to cut them into one-inch boards to make some 10 or 12 gun cabinets out of. And then I stacked them away inside on a gravel floor, and I put treated two-by-fours under them. And uh, a year or so later, I'm looking at them, and they've, got, they've had termites get up in there. Well, what you need to do is you need to treat that area. If you want to use that to store the wood, then I would treat the soil underneath. And the way to do that today is with an undetectable termiticide. There are a couple of different manufacturers that make these products. They have to be professionally applied. But the way they, way they work is pretty sneaky. Once they put the termiticide in the soil, the termites don't know it's there. So they go through this on the way back to the nest because termites live deep into the soil and they return to the soil for water and they come back up into the house or in your case, the shed to feed on that nice new oak that you have there. Then they go back for water. So as they pass through the chemical and they take it back to their nest, it totally wipes out all the termites. So if you're going to use this for wood storage, I think it would definitely be worth your while. And while you're at it, make sure that you have the insect uh, guys check the house because you may be having termite problems there. And it's a good idea to have it inspected. Great advice. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, did you know a programmable thermostat can actually help you save money all summer long, just like it does in the winter? It can actually help cut your cooling energy costs in the summer. We're going to teach you how to do just that next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Are you planning a summer staycation? It's a great idea. Stay home and get that yard, patio, or deck ready for a relaxing getaway in your very own backyard. We've got your staycation solutions to help at moneypit.com slash staycation. Our special web section is presented in part by WorksGT, makers of the very first lithium-ion powered lawn and garden tools. 
All right. Well, our mission here at Team Money Pit is to make sure that you have the best staycation and the best money pit on your entire block. So let's get back to those money pit staycation tips. Now, earlier in the program, we mentioned how your programmable thermostat, we know it saves you money in the winter. Well, now we're going to help you save some money in the summer with it. So let's talk programmable thermostats. You know, they allow you to control your home's climate around the clock and even in the summer we're talking about. In fact, setting your thermostat to control the operation of your central air air conditioner can actually manage excess humidity in the home and then reduce your overall cooling bills, which is a fantastic idea because we're all looking to save some money. Now, your programmable thermostat, they're available for as little as 50 bucks, and installing them is a simple project for a service professional, so not a big expense there. And if you're going to do that, you also might want to check with your utility company because many of them have what's known as a voluntary demand response program. Basically, you let the utility company install a special thermostat that gives them the ability to turn off your air conditioning for a very, very short and almost unnoticeable period of time. Now, it doesn't mean much to you comfort-wise, but allows them to balance the electrical needs across the entire community and prevent a brownout. And often these programs come with a promotion, like I think I got a $50 gift card when I had one installed in my house. So it's a pretty good deal for you, for the utility company, and for the environment as well. So make that call to your utility company before you buy a new programmable thermostat because they might just install one for free. 888-666-3974 is the free number to reach us. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Pauline in Massachusetts, welcome to the Money Pit. What's going on at your house? Well, what's going on in my house is that on my bathroom window and the right, and also my den window, which are both on the same side of the house, the, there's a watermark as though there was a spill on the windowsills all on the right side. And uh, it looked a little blown up. I was away, and I came home, and it was a little blown up, and now it's dried up. But we're left with watermarks as though there was there's still a spill on it, but they're dry. What can I do? Or is there, is there a possibility that it's not dry somewhere else underneath? This is on the sill, not on the glass, Yeah, correct? on the sill and a little in the bathroom where there's a jacuzzi underneath, you know, it's flush against that wall, which wasn't used at all. I think you're going to have to keep an eye on it because we need to know if it's if it's if it's um, still active or not. No, it's not active now. It's totally dry, but it okay. looks as though there had been a spill there, you know, and now it's stained. It's sort of it's the same color, but it looks there's a watermark like you get sometimes in carpeting that line. I understand, but it's it's on the windowsill. Is the windowsill both sills? The sills are painted or stained? Painted. Okay, well then this is easy to fix. Um, do you happen to have any of that paint around? Yeah. Good. Don't put it on before you put a primer step on first. Okay, mm-hmm. you've got to use a primer coat because what'll happen is if you try to repaint that with the water stain, yes. that stain will pull right through the paint. It'll show up again, and you'll, oh, you'll okay. just be you'll you'll be hating yourself. So, is there any particular kind of primer? Is there a kind that I have to use? If it's just a little water stain like that, you can use a water-based primer. You can go out and pick up a bare water-based primer or a Kills water-based primer. Get a little small can of it. They come in the pint-sized can. Get one of those foam brushes as you have a mm-hmm. really small paint job here. And do a coat of primer first. Prime the entire sill, not just the spot. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise when you put the paint on, it won't sort not of lay match. right. Yeah, well, it gets, it's like rougher in one area than the other. And then just repaint the sill. How and long then, do I wait in between the processes? Just enough of the primer to dry, you know, an hour or so if it's a warm day. Shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Pauline. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Well, if you're noticing a musty, stinky smell in your home, it's probably not your husband's cologne. (laughs) (laughs) It could actually be living, breeding microorganisms to blame. We're going to tell you how to get rid of them right after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Fiberon. Bring your vision to life with Fiberon. Innovative, reliable decking that enhances your outdoor living space. For more information, go to FiberonDecking.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because one caller who gets on the air with us this hour is going to not only get their home improvement question answered, but they're also going to win a great prize. We are giving one lucky caller a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. Now, our book, it is full of great tips, tricks of the trade, and all of this very informative information is presented with a little bit of kick of humor involved in there, you know, just like we like to give you every week when you tune into the Money Pit with us. All you have to do is pick up the phone, ask us your home improvement question, and you could be our lucky winner. The number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. All right. Now, before the break, we were talking about these musty smells that you get inside the house sometimes. They're very common. They're caused by microorganisms that actually emit gases that create that smell. They'll make themselves at home wherever there's an organic food source, a little bit of air movement, and light, wet, and humid conditions. Now, to prevent these problems, you want to make sure that you identify and treat moist, damp areas with an antimicrobial treatment. You can mix one up yourself with a 10% bleach solution. 10% bleach is all it takes to wipe out those organisms and make that smell go away once and for all. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Well, it's the summer barbecuing season, and sitting out on your deck is a great place to be, but Mike's dealing with the problem out there. How can we help you? Well, um, I have a deck that goes all the way around the house, and it's covered, but the guy who built it, I guess, didn't use pressure-treated wood, and the paint is peeling up. Mm. I was wondering if there's anything else I could do besides uh, replacing these boards. If I could get like a, a sander, you know, like you do hardwood floors and then repaint it. Well, I mean, absolutely. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get down to a raw surface, especially in the areas where you're dealing with the paint chipping up and peeling. You can use a chemical stripping product. Flood makes some great ones that are out there to get all of that paint off and get down to a raw surface, which will save you a ton of elbow grease from the sanding. You know, you may need to sand some areas where you're dealing with problematic pieces of paint that won't come off. But once you do that, and you put more paint on, it's going to need to be painted again and again. A better option might be a, a solid stain, you know, especially depending how much of that paint you can get off and how comfortable you feel and what color you're going with. A solid stain, every manufacturer makes one. It just penetrates the wood rather than sitting on top like a paint does. The stain goes into the grain itself, but it's you know, it's very opaque almost as a paint, but you do still see some of the graining texture to the lumber itself. So it's not like the paint that just covers over everything. There's some options for you, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Marion in Massachusetts, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? 
I have a musty smell in my home, and I've tried uh, airing it out, but it doesn't seem to help. Where are you finding this odor? Is it in the basement? Is it? It's um, mainly in the main house. So throughout the entire house, on the first floor, second floor, even where you have... The the first floor. Have you had a lot of rain? Uh, No, but I did have a leak in uh, a Frigidaire that went down, Mm -hmm. probably to the floor. What kind of heating system do you have, Marion? I have um, hot water. Hot water. So you have a very humid heating system, which is not unusual because you're going to have a lot of moisture in the house when that happens. So the musty smell is pretty consistent with that. I think what you're going to have to do is take some steps to reduce that level of humidity in the house. And the way you do that is by starting on the outside of the house, looking at the grating and the drainage. This is the angle of the soil around the house. You're trying to reduce the amount of moisture that gets around the foundation perimeter. If you reduce the moisture in your house, usually can reduce those odors as well. So grading and drainage the outside foundation, which means keep an eye on the landscape and make sure the water's the soil is sloping away from the wall. Keep an eye on the roof gutters. Make sure they're they're free flowing. They're empty. They're not clogged, and the downspouts are extending out well away from that foundation perimeter. Inside the house, take a look at the roof ventilation. You want to make sure that you've got vents on the roof because what happens is you get moisture that traps at the foundation. It works its way up through inside the house. It builds up a vapor pressure, and it kind of sits and adds to that musty, moist smell that's going on inside the house. And if you can move some of that air through, you're going to reduce that odor. Oh, great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Moisture Management 101 here on the Money Pit Radio Show. Now we're going to talk to David in Oklahoma about water heating. What can we do for you today? Well, I, you, I've heard you all talk about the tankless water heaters. Do they make a gas tankless water heater, or is it only electric? No, it's actually um, the opposite of that. They do make electric tankless, but we never recommend them because they're not efficient. The gas water heaters, on the other hand, are super, super efficient, either propane or natural gas. That's where you get your tankless water heating efficiencies with the gas units, not with the electric units. So if you're thinking about replacing your water heater and you got gas, you have everything you need. Well, we do have one that is gas, and then we have one house that's all electric, so... Well, with the electric house, what I would do is I would replace it, and again, if it's time for a new water heater there, I would replace it with a high-efficiency electric water heater. They have a sort of a heavier outer shell that's very well insulated. Then you can increase your energy efficiency even further by adding a timer to that, a 240-volt timer, so that you're only running the water heater when you absolutely have to, which is a few hours in the morning and a few hours in the evening. The in-between time, you generally can leave the water heater off, and because it's well insulated, the water will still stay hot. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much. I'm really glad to hear about the gas being the most efficient. You're very welcome, David. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Doug in Utah, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Yes, I've got a question regarding an earthy smell from my hot water Hmm. that is coming through uh, when we take a shower, when we use the sink, and the situation is the house is only four years old, and what could this be? And it hasn't always been that way. It just started within the last couple of months. Doug, are you on well water or city water? City water. Well, that's unusual. You may want to have a water test done just to confirm for yourself that there's nothing harmful there. Um, but when you have city water, generally there is very thorough oversight of the quality of the water. 
If right. odor is a problem or taste is a problem, what you can do on the point of use side is add a large charcoal filtration system right near the main water valve, and that will run that water through the filtration system and take out the odor or the taste issues. All right. Well, we'll get the test done and go from there. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. When we come back, we're going to share with you great ways to enjoy a vacation in your own backyard. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we've got your staycation solutions all summer long. Check out our special web section at moneypit.com slash staycation. You'll find great tips and ideas to enjoy your own backyard just as much as any expensive resort. It's all free at your fingertips online at moneypit.com slash staycation. And while you're online, you can email us your question. Just click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon. And we've got one here from Debbie who did just that. Now, Debbie is from North Andover, Massachusetts, and she writes, What is the best way to clean and get dark stains off of composite decking? Our deck faces the ocean and gets tons of sun, and we'd like to use natural products. Wow. You know, it's unusual when you have a deck that's exposed to a lot of sunlight that still has stains because the number one cause of those stains is mildew. And when you have that, we tell you, well, add sun, and the sunlight will be a natural mildew side. I suspect that these stains are probably not mildew-related. I bet you it's a, you know oceanfront, uh, ocean, what'd you say, ocean view? Mm, uh, faces the ocean. It sounds right. really fantastic. Well, if it faces the ocean, I could bet there's probably a lot of parties that go on there. And yeah, it could even be grease from the grill yeah, or something. You know what would be a good product that works very well and is incredibly versatile is OxyClean. You know, you can use it in your laundry, but you can also use it for a whole bunch of like other everywhere. cleaning <laughs> tasks and you know deck cleaning kitchen and bath cleaning it works really really well for that it simply activates by water uh, and then it does a great job at removing all sorts of stains so i would give that a shot Mm -hmm. and you can also depending on you know you usually get it in that powder format so depending Mm -hmm. on what type of stain or i guess how heavily saturated into whatever it is that you're cleaning you can mix it up more paste like or more liquid like and really allow the product to do its trick because um it does work and i've used it you know in the laundry for ages so it does a good job yeah and it's nice because you can have one product that uh, is so versatile it covers so many different things not only does it do your laundry it can help you get stains out of your clothes you can use it to clean your carpet and it'll work for this deck project as well All right, now we've got one from David in Sierra Vista, Arizona, who writes, A contractor came over to estimate popcorn ceiling removal. He told my wife one portion of the ceiling drywall needed to be replaced and the entire ceiling needed to be sealed with kills in addition to a primer. Isn't kills used to seal a stain, not for an entire house? Is he trying to pull one over or am I missing something? (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, David. Um, Well, first of all, I'm a little confused because you either remove the popcorn or you basically put another layer of drywall over it. You don't have to do both of those jobs. Well, I wonder if there's something damaged underneath that one area where he's suggesting the replacement, or maybe there's a hole or something. But I mean, I think that I would agree with the contractor here. If you're removing the popcorn or if you're installing new drywall, it's a very good idea to use a primer, which is what Kills is, because it seals the surface in and it gives you actually a better finish coat with the top layer of paint overneath. Remember that the primer is really what makes the paint stick. So it's always a wise choice to use primer first 
It can cover up any stains in the old surface and help the paint adhere and flow nicely. In fact, when we painted our kitchen a few weeks back, we had grease stains on the uh, ceiling over the uh, stove from a little incident that happened a while back. <laughs> Primed those, and then I was able to go right on top of that with a finish coat, and the stains did not come back through again. Mm-hmm. But when you say prime, you mean with the kills. With the kills, right. Right. Kills will do the job. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've helped you out with a little tip here and there to help you make your summer more pleasant. It's coming up just in, uh, oh gosh, just in a couple of weeks. Can you believe it? There's going to be so much time when all the kids get off of school. They'll be around the house. <laughs> You're going to make to them help. do so many home improvement Oh projects. man, I got them all <laughs> planned out. I got them all planned out. We're going to be painting... We're going to be cleaning. It's going to be great. I'm going to have my entire slave labor force here at my disposal. They already hate you for it. No, they love learning home improvement. It's fun. Yeah, that's what they tell you because you pay the allowances. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And if you've got a home improvement story, you've got to do it yourself. Dilemma. You can call us any time of the day or night at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974, because this is where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.